Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi vel mursalin Muhammedur Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathiran. Fama ba'du. My brothers and sisters, there are two things. There is a result and there is a process by which you get the result. Right? Keep this in mind. There's a result and there's a process by which you get the result. Now, I'm sure many of you must have heard or read at least this term, which is results-based management, right? Or results-focus. These are terms which are used around. My own belief, both from my experience, personal experience in life, as well as from reading and so on and so forth, is better than results focus is process focus. Better than results focus is process focus. Now the reason I'm saying that to you is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us this lesson. In Surah Al-Fatiha, what do you ask for? Ehdina? What is a, what is a sirat? That is the sirat in, in, uh, on the Day of Judgment. Other way? Huh? Path, right? Process. The sirat is not the des- destination. Is it destination? No. It's a process. So how come Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not, did not tell us to ask for Jannah? Jannah is the destination. You want to get to Jannah, so ask for Jannah. Khalas. No. Because unless you follow the right process, you will not get to Jannah. So there's no point in asking for Jannah. Ask for the right process. And what is that process? This process is not that process. The process is being, not only is Allah telling you to ask for the process, but He's also clarifying that and saying, clarified more. The process, path of those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded. Meaning, how do I know your way is right? Because you got the reward of Allah. Not the path of those who incurred Allah's punishment. Right? Take another example. Take the Sahaba, Ridwanullahi alayhi and take actually the, the entire Makkan period of Rasulullah sallallahu sirah. 13 years in Makkah. More or less the same thing continued in Madinah, but Makkah was more pronounced. And then take the Sahaba, especially the Muhajirun, who passed away, who died before Fatah Makkah. Right? Take Fatah Makkah as the, uh, as the, as the flag, as the point and say before this. If you look at the different incidents during Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi period in Makkah, his life in Makkah, one after the other, for example, his journey to Taif, I'm, I'm taking the, the big ones, take the journey to Taif. What was Rasulullah Sallallahu objective? What was his goal? What was his goal when he was going to Taif? He, he went to Taif for what? For what? Of the specific people, right? He went to Taif to get the support of the three chiefs of Banu Taqif. That was his goal. Did he succeed? No. He did not succeed, right? The thing, the thing didn't happen, right? Right? So look at it, look at it objectively. We are not looking here in terms of, of other. We are looking at it from what is the lesson you can derive. The lesson you can derive is a lesson, lesson of fortitude, of sabr, of 
not losing hope and so on and so on. But there was a goal, that goal was not achieved. Right? Uh, until he met the people of Yathrib, first in the Baitul Nisa, after that the Baitul Aqaba, every single tribe that he met, what was his goal? To get their help. Did he succeed? No. Take people like Musa ibn Umayr Right? You know his whole story, right? So I, 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 the other day I mentioned the whole story also. Musa ibn Umayr the moment he accepted Islam, he lost all his worldly possessions. He went to Medina. Most of the big Sahaba of Medina, leaders of Medina, accepted Islam at his hands. But materially, Musa bin Umair never got back any of his possessions. And Musa ibn Umair who died in the Battle of Uhud. Literally the second battle of uh, the Islamic era. And the first battle in which the Muslims suffered a defeat. The Battle of Uhud. Musa ibn Umair died in that battle. So, did he, what success did he see? Sure, success of, you know, uh, getting some people who accepted Islam at his hand. But was that the, the ultimate goal of Musa ibn Umar? I don't know what it was. He didn't tell me. But I'm point being. I, I think, yeah, I think huh? No, no, that's your, your and my assessment. Forget that. We have not, don't look at it from the purely Islamic, in, in the Akhirah. No, forget the Akhirah. Dunya. What did he get? Nothing. He lost everything and he died before he got anything. Take Abu Bakr Siddiq lost everything, two years of Khilafah. Battle after battle, died. Yeah? Take Khabab uh, bin Arat radiallahu He accepted Islam, he was imprisoned, he was tortured, he was killed. Take Sumaya bin Khayyat radiallahu accepted Islam, tortured, killed. Take her husband. Abu Ammar, Yasir Abu Ammar, accepted Islam, tortured, killed. What did they get? Now, issue is this. What did they get? I'm saying, look at it from the perspective of dunya, look at it also from the perspective of Islam. What did they get? Did they find people accepted Islam at their hands? No. They themselves died. What did they get? The reason I'm asking this is, despite that, when you look at the life, overall life of the Sahaba, if you look at the Seerah, do you see any discouragement? Do you see any slowdown in their effort? Do you see any, any losing hope? That is my point. my point. My point is not, you know, did it. Why am I saying this? They didn't succeed. Why? Why am I saying didn't succeed? Didn't, example of, because anybody who was focused on results would have would have would have lost it they would have said the result is not coming there is no way 13 years of of rasulullah's f his own personal effort whose dawa can be stronger than the dawa of muhammad and in 13 years they got like a hundred people what is that if they had been results focused they would have given up a long time ago they would have said, not possible, not doable, forget it, can't be done. But they were focused on the process. What is the process? What did Allah tell us to do? Amar bil maruf munkar. Until when? Hatta yatiya kal Until you meet your end. 
what must you do you do your work you do your work right don't worry why am i getting result not getting result allah subhanahu wa taala said sent us to do what wama alaina illa balaghul mubin allah did not say you have to convince other somebody else no allah subhanahu wa taala said you do the work your work you do at a personal level are you praying five times a day are you following the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam are you following the farayat are you keeping away from haram are you doing halal personal level all this must be clear at a collective level are we spreading goodness around us are we are we spreading you know are we are we winning the hearts of people what are we doing that's it if the sahaba had been results focused it would have stopped a long time ago they were process focused that's what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us be process focused check your process check your process finally i want to end with a with a true story and the reason i'm saying that is because many times what happens is that we do something with a good intention and we don't succeed and we get discouraged so we say well what's the point what's the use of this i am only one person right what's the me what is the good of me just saying this thing nobody else is saying it and all of these thoughts come into the mind the true story written by a guy called uh, lauren isley who's a author and a poet and all that lauren isley says that he was on a beach resort once and that night there was a huge storm next morning he said he found the beach completely littered with debris from the sea you know driftwood and this and that and shells and he said he literally saw thousands of starfish which had been thrown up from the sea on the beach so he says that he was uh, walking along the beach and in the distance he saw somebody picking up he said first it looked like somebody was dancing then he said i realized that this person was picking up something from the beach and throwing it into the sea so he said when i got there i found it was a small boy young boy who was picking up starfish and throwing them into the sea so lord isley said to him what are you doing so he said i'm throwing these starfish into the sea because otherwise they will die they can't move on dry land and when the sun comes out they dry out they will die lord isley said i laughed at him and i said to him look He said, "Just turn around. Look here. How many starfish do you think there are on this beach? God knows, several thousand, right?" He said, "How many beaches are there in the world? How many storms happen every year? How many millions and zillions of starfish get thrown up on the beaches?" He said, "You are one kid. What difference can you make? Why are you wasting your time? What difference can you make?" Lord Isley says that kid had a starfish in his hand he threw it into the waves he said it made a difference to that one he said it made a difference to that one Lord Isley said I walked away I walked for some time he said then I turned around I came back and he said then that kid and I threw starfish into the sea for a long time it made a difference to that one so never give up 
If you are doing something good, don't worry about results. Do not worry about results. We work for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is watching. Khalas, that's enough. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. You do your job, whatever that job is, whether it is sweeping the streets or cleaning the toilets or it is leading salah or khutbah, whatever it is. Do that job to the absolute best of your ability. Don't worry about who is sitting, who is watching, who am I influencing, what will I get, what will I not get, nothing of that. Only Allah is watching. Alhamdulillah, this is sufficient for me. There is no one bigger than Allah. If Allah is watching, who else do I want? Nobody. Do your job to the absolute top best of your ability and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving you that opportunity to make istighfar so that our niya is has ikhlas. The niya does not have anybody else in it. You are not doing it to please anybody else. And then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us ikhlas in our amal and to free our hearts from nifaq and to give us tawfiq to do that which pleases him and to save us from that which does not please him. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika rahmatika rahmatika.